Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Welcome back to the Kennedy Dynasty Podcast. I'm your host, Allison, and I'm going to just start off this episode by saying, I know I sound a little nasally, but it is allergy season and there's not much I can do about it. So I wish that I could. I apologize in advance for that. Anyway, proceeding on, I have a couple of really exciting and fun things in the works, but they are kind of heavier episodes. So today is going to be a lighthearted, fun little episode just full of pop culture and facts and those kinds of things because I'm going to have a lot of heavy topics and or just intense episodes and or really educational episodes in the next few weeks. So I wanted a fun one first. Not that those won't be fun, but you get what I'm saying. I have a lot of authors coming on to talk about their books coming up soon and teach us all kinds of things about their subjects and what they wrote about that are so interesting. And I've learned so much the last few weeks and I can't wait to share what I've learned with you guys and for us all to continue learning together. Let's start out with our Q&A segment. Therefore, an answer to your question... I put out a question box on Instagram and got a bunch of new Q&A questions to use for the next few weeks, so I'm really excited about that. But I'm going to answer two of them today. First up, who did the Kennedys themselves believe killed JFK? Now, I've read about this in the past. I remember reading a quote from, I think it was Stephen Gillen? Gillian? I, I might be pronouncing his last name wrong, but he's the one that wrote America's Reluctant Prince. But he was friends with JFK Jr. And he did say once that JFK Jr. basically made a cryptic comment that Bobby knew everything pertaining to the assassination. So I've read about that and continued on that kind of stream of stories before, but it had been a while. So I went back and read and I found that Politico said RFK referred to the Warren Commission as a shoddy piece of craftsmanship. And they also said that Robert Jr. said his father suspected that the president had been killed in a conspiracy involving Cuba, the mafia, or even rogue agents of the CIA. Historian Arthur Schlesinger Jr. is obviously, as we know, a close friend of the Kennedy family, would disclose years later that he was told by Robert Kennedy in December of 1963, a month after the president's murder, that the former attorney general worried that the assassin, Lee Harvey Oswald, was part of a larger plot, whether organized by Castro or by gangsters. Schlesinger also said that in 1966, two years after the Warren Commission report, Kennedy was still so suspicious about a conspiracy that he wondered aloud how long he could continue to avoid comments on the report. It is evident that he believes it was a poor job. Again, that was what Politico said. So I found that interesting, and I hope that answered your question a little bit. I do believe they probably thought there were other things going on, if we believe everything that RFK Jr. and Schlesinger and even JFK Jr. himself said. Second question that I found interesting was thoughts on Rose Kennedy. I don't think I've been asked this before. Now, Rose, I have obviously read a lot about her, but not as much as I'd like. So when I got this question, I thought I'm definitely going to do an in-depth episode about her so you guys and I can learn more about her in general. But my two first thoughts that come to mind when I think Rose Kennedy are strict and faith. (laughs) And I mean those separately, but also together at the same time. So strict is in her parenting style was probably not one that... um, I wouldn't have. She was the one that 
Kennedys don't cry. We are strong. We are tough. She really was the one that quizzed at the dinner table along with Joe Sr., of course, to make sure that they were always current on events and all of those things going on. Now, do I think that's wrong necessarily? I don't know. But the, the whole Kennedys don't cry thing, I feel like was probably pretty damaging for a few of them. So that's an interesting part of her as a mother. But also a really good thing about her parenting is that she kept meticulous records of their health. I actually saw this in person at the library, her little note cards basically that had every single detail about them, whether it be their height, their weight, what fever they ran on last Tuesday, all that kind of stuff was very meticulously kept. So she definitely cared about her children very deeply. And I know there's some controversy surrounding the fact that obviously Rosemary Kennedy and, and the fact that as we learned in a previous episode, she basically told Kit Kennedy that she was shunned from the family because what she was doing at the time didn't line up with the Catholic faith and what they believed. So there's a little bit there that's, eh, you know, uh, you either agree with what she did or you very much don't. I'm, I guess, borderline neutral on it because I know that there those were different times and things, but a little different than I would be. So let's shift over to the faith aspect, though. This woman had so much faith and truly honed in on her religion and just was kind of inspiring in that way. I mean, her kids were brutally murdered, a few of them, and they dealt with such tragedy. Her loss of grandchildren, her, her husband's stroke, her daughter, you know, getting a botched lobotomy that she didn't even know about. Things like that. And she always just said, well, God's got a plan or God's got us or this is what God chose for us or everything's going to be okay. Those kinds of things. Very stoic, very, she almost looked hardened in funerals and things where I feel like I would be in the corner bawling. <laughs> she definitely tackled things head on in a very, I don't know, stoic way. I have no other way to say it. So, you know, I, I think that she was probably a really incredible woman. I, I would love to sit down with Rose Kennedy and have a conversation. I wish that was a possibility. So yeah, that's my thoughts on her. I'm kind of indifferent as to if I agree with things that she did or didn't do, but I find things both inspiring and a little troubling about her, as are most people in the world. We all have our flaws and we all have great strengths. So that was a really long answer for how I felt about Rose Kennedy. And like I said, I may change my mind on a few of those things as I study her really, really in depth for an episode that will come out in the future. So look for that. Let's move on to our inspiring clip of the week. One of the inspiring notes. This one's a little different, but I found it really cool to listen to because I actually have the book, Jackie Saves Grand Central, and have learned about and read about how she was such an advocate for saving Grand Central Station when she was in New York living there. So I just think it's a really neat story. So this is a really short clip of her on January 30th, 1975. She's at a news conference for saving Grand Central Terminal. So take a listen. One of those on the committee, Mrs. Jacqueline Onassis. I think uh, if we don't care about our past, we can't have very much hope for our future. And we've all heard that it's too late or that it has to happen or that it's inevitable. But I don't think that's true. Because I think if there is a great effort, even if it's at the 11th hour, you can succeed. And I think and I know that that's what we'll do. I just love her voice, don't you? So soothing. All right, let's move on to the episode. As I said, really lighthearted, really fun, just pop culture-y, that kind of thing today. I thought it was a cool article. It came out last week and I saw it on the news and I was like, this is interesting. So I'm going to do an episode about it. This is an article from Honey. It's about celebrities who are romantically linked to members of the Kennedy family. And I thought I would share with you guys because who doesn't love a good celebrity political dynasty romantic mashup? We all do. You know we do. 
This article is actually written by Kala Preston. I'm going to be relying on it pretty heavily. Let's start out with the infamous. And I promise you, the amount of questions that I get about when I'm going to have a episode about this figure is astounding. And I promise you guys, I will do one, if not multiple. So it's coming, I promise. But the infamous relationship of... JFK with Marilyn Monroe. This is obviously probably the most famous star linked to the Kennedy family, and she was linked with two brothers, which is kind of gross. But if you don't agree and you don't believe that Marilyn and JFK and or Marilyn and Bobby had an affair, that is okay. We can all have our own opinions. I do personally believe this. I think there's quite a bit of evidence to prove that they did have relationships with her, and it is a longstanding rumor that is probably very true, in my opinion. So we know she had an affair with President Kennedy. Come on. That's why I truly believe Jackie did stay back at the Madison Square Garden Happy Birthday, Mr. President performance because she did not want to be publicly embarrassed. She knew it. He knew it. We all know it. She was obviously a Hollywood icon for much of the 50s and early 60s. And she was rumored to have a relationship with President Kennedy and Bobby. I know it hurts our hearts, but it is what it is. And there's only one photo of her with the brothers. And I wish there was more, but it's from that performance night. It's not that great of a photo, but it is from 1962. Very interesting. And if you are interested in studying more about it, do it, look it up. But I will have episodes on Marilyn Monroe. Don't you fear. Moving right along, we have Patricia Kennedy and Peter Lawford. Now, these two got married. Patricia was JFK's younger sister, and she had huge Hollywood dreams of becoming a movie producer and director. So I guess she was following in the Hollywood footsteps of her father. I feel like we tend to forget that Joe Sr. was a big Hollywood guy, and he was pretty successful in it. Now, she met English actor Peter Lawford in the 40s through one of our favorites, Eunice Kennedy. He was actually a really big name, and he starred in tons of movies, including Ocean's Eleven and Little Women, and he was also a member of the Rat Pack at Frank Sinatra's Invitation. Super cool. So, they got together then, but they ended up having some trials in their marriage, and they got divorced in 1966, and they had four kids together. Christopher, who was also an actor, Sydney, Victoria, and Robin. Next up, this is a big one. The Terminator himself, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Maria Shriver. Now, I, I don't know about you, but I love Maria Shriver. She's just a little beacon of light and I just love her so much. But she was a journalist and she was the daughter of Eunice Kennedy Shriver, who, as I've said before, and I just mentioned a little bit, uh, is one of my favorite Kennedys ever. She, she's just so inspiring to me about everything she did with the Special Olympics. And if you want to hear more about that, I have a previous episode about that. But anyway, moving on. Maria Shriver married Arnold Schwarzenegger in 1986 in Massachusetts. And they were together for 25 years before they separated in 2011. Oh, but we have to mention, obviously, there was a period of time where Arnold Schwarzenegger was the governor of California and she was the first lady. Interesting. But just a few days after they announced that they were splitting, it came out that Arnold Schwarzenegger had been having a really long-standing affair with a housekeeper that they had around for like 20 years and he had a kid with her. So... Yikes. That was a big story for sure. Maria Shriver knew about the affair for months before, but this Honey article says that during a couples therapy session, she asked the housekeeper, whose name was Mildred Baina, point blank if he was the father of her baby. Maria filed for divorce in July of 2011, and their settlement, I was shocked to read this, is still being ironed out to this day, but they're friendly. They're on good terms. It's a long time not to have your divorce ironed out. I'm glad they're friendly, though, for their kids and their now grandchild. 
it's nice to see everything going well with the family and the kids obviously being uh, so happy, right? Oh, yeah, no, things are going well. I have to credit my wife, who has been terrific in keeping everything together. She's a terrific mother, and you and I have talked about that. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, when I look at our kids, you know, they've turned out so well, and that is largely because of my wife's doing. I mean, she has been a terrific mother and has been there every minute. Would you say Maria is the love of your life? Oh, yeah, absolutely. In your book, you were, you were very forthcoming about mistakes you made, and everyone makes mistakes, obviously, but what do you wish you could have just approached differently or handled differently? Not make the mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess very generally... Simple. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's it. But it's it. always good to be smart in hindsight, isn't it? It is, it <laughs> exactly. is. Now let's move on to the many women of JFK Jr. The first high-profile actor that he dated was Christina Hogg. Now this was obviously long before Carolyn Bissett, but in 1985 he started dating Christina and she appeared on Law & Order, Criminal Minds, and Heroes. They actually met as teenagers and began dating a decade later. I know that she has written a book about their time together called Come to the Edge, so check that out if you're interested. Then we got JFK Jr. and SJP. Gotta love some Sarah Jessica Parker. They dated for like six months in 1992. And Sarah Jessica Parker refers to that period of her life as the Kennedy fiasco. She actually told New York Times the relationship invited a level of public attention she'd never before experienced. She said... I never had any idea what real fame was like until I met John. He was a nice man, but for God's sake, I feel like I should apologize for dating him. He has become the defining factor in the person I am. She said, when I die, they're going to say, oh yeah, Sarah once dated John Kennedy. That's just an interesting pair to me. That's just New York royalty. I love it. Then before he settled down with Carolyn, he dated Daryl Hannah, which many of us know about this one because it was a very long relationship on and off. They ultimately broke up in 94, not long after the death of Jackie Kennedy. Next up is a relationship that just makes the millennial heart sing. It is Connor Kennedy and Taylor Swift. Now, Connor is the son of RFK Jr. and they dated for like three months in 2012. There is a lot of talk about you and the Kennedys these days. You, is there? There is. Do tell. Reports that you're dating Connor Kennedy. True? You, I don't talk about my personal life in that great detail. I write about it all in my songs, but I, when I get in an interview, it just sort of feels, it just, it's not as much what I do, talking about it. But um, I, I feel like you can, you can share enough of your life in your music to still let people know what you're going through and how you feel and still develop a connection without, you know, talking too many details. Ethel Kennedy was asked what she would think of having you as a granddaughter-in-law. And she said, we should be so lucky. She's fantastic. I love her. What's interesting, though, is before they dated, Taylor actually was friends with Rory and Ethel. I've read a little bit into this. She was actually a big Kennedy buff, really interested in the family. And like I said, she became friends with them and she had a brief relationship with Connor. And then she spent time in Cape Cod on the compound and she ended up buying a mansion down the road from them. And the best part is the Kennedys loved her. Ethel loved Taylor Swift. She once was quoted saying she is just sensational inside and out. She's very kind and I'm happy that we'll be neighbors. I'm thrilled. Can you tell us about Taylor and what she means to the family? Certainly. She is just spectacular. She's just sensational inside and out. She, uh, she's very kind 
and uh, you know what she really is? She's game. She had never sailed before she sailed. She had never gone dragging before she dragged. She, uh, you know, she played anything that everyone else was doing. And she was good at it and no fuss. And I'm happy that we'll be neighbors. I'm thrilled. And it sounds like your grandson's really taken a liking to her. Yes. How could you not? I think the world has. Part of me wonders if, I don't know this, this is total speculation, but I wonder if Taylor really just got to Connor so that she could get on the compound and be friends with Ethel and Rory, even though she seemed to meet them first. But if you get in romantically, you're you're set on the compound. And if she did, go sister. <laughs> Honestly. Imagine having so much celebrity that you're like, yeah, I'm going to date him so I can go fill out my historical and uh, curiosity dreams of gallivanting on the Kennedy compound for a while and becoming friends with freaking Ethel. Go freaking Taylor Swift. Love it. Now, this one actually shocked me. I don't know if I just wasn't too interested in Patrick Schwarzenegger between the years of 2014 and 2015 or what, but Patrick Schwarzenegger, who is obviously the son of Arnold Schwarzenegger and Maurice Shriver, who we just spoke about, dated Miley Cyrus for five months in 2014 and 2015. According to reports, the pair being in different life stages contributed to their split and the pop star was focused on her music career while Schwarzenegger, a model and actor, was in college. Is it just me or does that seem like a really weird pair? He just seems really put together and her whole brand is kind of wild. She kind of does what she wants, free spirit very much so. So I don't know, that was an interesting one to me. And last but not least that this article mentions, if there's more outside of it, then DM me. I'd love to know. I probably have heard of them in the past, but this was a good combination of a bunch of them. So DM me. I want to talk about it. If you've got more, more dirt of celebrities with Kennedys. Last but not least is one of my favorite couples, Katherine Schwarzenegger and Chris Pratt. Katherine Schwarzenegger, as I said, I just love her. I love her whole brand and what she's building. It's just... It's very positive. But she's, of course, Patrick's sister, daughter of Maria Shriver and Arnold Schwarzenegger. And she married Hollywood star Chris Pratt in 2019 after a year of dating. Now, this is interesting. According to People, Maria Shriver helped set up her eldest daughter with the Guardians of the Galaxy actor, who was previously married to Anna Ferris. But there were also claims that Rob Lowe was playing matchmaker with them. Pratt eventually said they met at church, where he said it was a lot of kismet and a lot of connections, but that was where we met. So their engagement was confirmed in January 2019, and they got married that same year in June in Montecito, California. And then now they've welcomed their first child, Lila Maria Schwarzenegger Pratt, in August of 2020. So that's the end of the list that Honey compiled for us. Thank you to the author of that article. I really enjoyed it and I wanted to share with my audience. So I like a little fun, lighthearted episode every once in a while. So that was that was lots of fun. Anyway, I'll be back next week with a really exciting episode. Make sure you're following me on Instagram at Kennedy Dynasty. I've got some things in the works over there. Like I said before, I've got those whiskey glasses. I'm about to do a big promotion for those, trying to figure out the logistics of that. But there's going to be a fun thing over there with that that will include giveaways, all kinds of stuff. I'm about to do a few different giveaways actually so you want to make sure you're following and stay up to date with me there i am updating my merch shop currently i got a lot of really good suggestions on instagram for things you guys want to see in my spreadshirt shop so i'm working on that right now so check out my spreadshirt shop and check out my amazon recommendation shop if you want to support the podcast i would seriously appreciate it you guys this is a one-man show over here with some help from my husband jeff because he's a great tech guy it's a lot of work and it's a lot of fun but it's a lot of work guys a lot of research lots of getting things together and there's so 
many things in the works behind the scenes that are lots of fun. I just want to keep bringing you guys content so you can learn about this inspiring family. Helping me out on Patreon would mean a whole lot to me. There's some exclusive merch over there you can get when you sign up for different tiers to support me monthly. I would just really, really appreciate it. It helps with marketing things and funding, even my hosting for the podcast. And, you know, it, it takes money to run it. So I would really appreciate it. Otherwise, supporting me by sharing the podcast, making sure you're subscribed, make sure you have rated the podcast five stars, please. And if you really like it, write a positive written review on Apple Podcasts. It would really mean so much because that's a fantastic way to support me as well. All right, there's my spiel. Have a good week, everybody, and I'll talk to you soon. Come on and vote for Kennedy. Vote for Kennedy. Keep America strong. Kennedy, he just keeps rolling up. Kennedy, he just keeps rolling up. Hello, podcast fans. Want to get weird with us? Come check out the Mad Scientist Podcast. We are a weekly show that looks at the history, philosophy, and hard facts behind your biggest paranormal questions. Did the government really pay for a psychic spy program? Yes. Is it true that surgery got its start in grave robbing? Yes. Can a roller coaster really kill you? Legally, we can't say so for sure, but sometimes, yes! Join myself, Chris Cogswell, and my co-host, Marie Mayhew, as we examine the science, philosophy, and history behind the strange and unusual. All to discover what's possible and plausible versus what's, well, just made up. Check us out wherever you find your favorite podcasts. The Mad Scientist Podcast.